What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Man, it feels so good to be back with you guys again. This is TJ with another episode of The Soapbox. And man, I'm telling you, it's been a wild weekend, man. I'm sorry that I'm a day behind. I know I normally drop on Saturdays, but it's been a lot going on this weekend, so Sunday's gonna have to do. But listen, we're not gonna hold this up too much longer. I know you're ready to get into the content. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. How y'all doing? First off, I hope you're doing well. I hope everything is good in your life. Living blessed, man. I'm telling you, it's a good time to feel real good about yourself. And we're going to keep on rolling on this train of positive motivation and moving forward that we've been on so far. So let's just jump back into where we were. And remember, we're talking about emotional intelligence, how we are emotionally addicted to different things and how they tend to drive and move and shape what we do and what we think and what we say. So remember, we started off with self-awareness. And remember, we talked in detail about how important it is for you to be able to be aware of who you are what you have going on inside of you and your mind and your, and your emotions and how you are operating on a day-to-day basis when those stresses are starting to build. Then we moved into self-management and we talked about how you should handle yourself when you start feeling certain things, how you should manage those emotions and how not to allow them to keep driving your decisions on a day-to-day basis. And then last week, we talked about social awareness, and we broke it down into two different sections. Remember, we were talking about understanding how to read and be aware of what's going on with other people when you're dealing with them and talking to them. But then we also talked about how important it is to understand your actual social environment, the community of people that you deal with on a regular basis, and who's actually contributing to how you think. And I introduced you guys to the six H's, the concept that I use on a regular basis, kind of incorporate that on everything. And I talk to you guys about those different elements and what to understand about each one and how everybody can be either one or multiple or a combination of multiple H's that are there in those profiles. So today we're going to kind of round out this whole quadrant movement. And we're going to talk about the fourth quadrant of emotional intelligence. Now, this quadrant is called relationship management. You know, last week we talked about actually assessing these social relationships that we have. This week we're going to talk about managing those relationships. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys with what I'm about to say. There is absolutely nothing easy about any of the information that I'm about to talk about in this section. As a matter of fact, this is extremely hard. This is probably the hardest part of this entire emotional intelligence process because of the decisions that you are going to have to make with these different situations that you are going to be in. Whether we do it or not, it's much easier to look at ourselves and assess what our issues are, what our problems are, what we've got going on. The problem that we run into with self-assessment and the self-awareness section is that we have a hard time accepting what we see and actually doing something about it. 
it's not the hardest thing in the world to actually start managing ourselves and our own individual situations. The problem is, it's just getting started doing it, being out there, getting out there and actually putting in the work to make sure that we're pushing ourselves in the right direction. When we look at the social awareness section, if we're really honest with ourselves, we have a harder time actually dealing with other people and their issues as opposed to identifying the toxic individuals that we deal with. In all honesty, we probably know exactly who those individuals are. We just haven't done what it takes to really acknowledge that inside of ourselves. But to be honest, the management of those relationships in our lives is absolutely staggering. It is one of the most challenging things that we will ever deal with as we live. If you sit back and relax right now and just think about the most horrific moments of your life, I can absolutely guarantee you that they trace back to something that somebody either said or did and you were involved. Just think about it. Just take a moment and really think about some of the most horrible moments in your life and look at the individuals that were involved, the individuals that were actually tied to that event. Now, I will never be the one to want to stir up bad memories. I don't want you focusing on negativity. But what I want you to see is that a lot of the stress, a lot of the issues that you have throughout your life aren't really issues that you were beating yourself up about internally because it was something that you did alone. Usually it's because they are connected to another individual. As we round up emotional intelligence, we have to basically identify that dealing with people is a large part of our existence. I mean, unless you're going to be a, a hermit somewhere closed off away from all of society, and only deal with yourself, you're going to have problems, you're going to deal with individuals, and you're going to have to learn how to deal with the relationships that you have already cultivated in your own life. So before we dig into the details, let's start off by laying out the clinical definition of relationship management. So the definition of relationship management that we're operating from out of the dictionary is our ability to communicate clearly, maintain good relationships with others, connect with those from other cultures, work well in teams, and manage conflict. Now, I know that's a lot to unpack, so we need to break that down so that we can really understand what this subject is trying to say. So when they say communicate clearly, they mean that they want you to be clear about your meaning. We have a hard time, a lot of times, actually getting our points across because we're kind of beating around the bush. I'm not gonna ever tell you to be rude with people, but I think there is one thing that most people need to understand. 99% of us are not mind readers. If you want me to understand something, make it clear for me. Of course, I need to do the same for you. I think one of the biggest problems that we have in relationships is communication. Now, this is all kinds of relationships, not just some type of intimacy. It could be job. It could be friendships, whatever the case may be. But you need to be clear about your meaning, about your purpose, about what it is that you're trying to get across. Everybody is not capable of actually understanding your underlined meanings when you say things. So you need to be clear about what your meaning is. If you're working on a project, 
project with someone, you need to make sure that that partner of yours understands exactly where you stand and exactly what your motivations are moving forward. You can't get something done with an individual and then get down the road and say, well, I thought you would have known. How would they know? Everybody is not you. Everybody doesn't exist in your brain. So there's no way that you could just assume that an individual is going to know what you want them to. Now, there are situations where I'm sure certain elements should be assumed that they're known. But for the vast majority of directives, of things that you're working on with an individual, you need to make sure that they're clear. Now, the second part of this is maintain good relationships. Now, we're going to dig into that part a little bit later on in the podcast. But I want to make something absolutely clear to you guys. Your personality matters. Now, I know that there are some people out there that listen to this podcast. I I guarantee you there are people listening right now. And you have lived your life assuming that people should just have to deal with you the way that you are. That whatever way you've cultivated yourself as far as how you deal with individuals is just what people have to deal with. They can either like it or not, take it or leave it, whatever the case may be. Now, first off, I want to commend you on at least establishing who you are. Because there are a lot of people that have no idea who they are. But you obviously have settled in on this identity that you are going to present to the world. And it's going to be hard-nosed, drag out, this is who I am, period. What I want to warn you on is that that probably won't work with everybody. And you might be cool with that. You might be okay with the idea that you are going to be some people's cup of tea and some people you're not. You are absolutely 100% free to be who and what you want to be. What I will caution you on is your inability to create positive relationships if your personality is one that is very damning or one that is very aggressive, hostile, negative, toxic, whatever the case may be. You see, some people take on a positive mentality, a positive personality, and they carry that everywhere they go. And sometimes a really bubbly personality is great, but a really bubbly personality doesn't work in every situation. Sometimes people have to actually tone down. I know some individuals who are very flamboyant, really in your face, loud and obnoxious all the time. And that becomes irritating to individuals, especially in times when that's not necessary. So if you have decided that your personality, whatever it is that you present to the world is the way that it's going to be, then by all means, you're free to do that. But just understand that your personality might not work in every situation. And in order to be able to maintain good relationships with different people, you're going to have to learn how to move and shift and change up from time to time. Everybody doesn't want to listen to a loud mouth all the time. Everybody doesn't want to listen to somebody who is constantly berating people with criticism all the time. There is a time and a place for the critic. There is a time and a place for the obnoxious. There is a time and a place for just about every single emotional presentation that you can think of. It's just not all the time. So if you have set yourself up to exist a certain way all the time, then I'm just letting you know that you should be prepared for some failures 
due to your personality. I've been listening to The Laws of Success by Napoleon Hill recently. And one of the biggest points that Hill makes in that book is that there are people who have gained situations simply by having a good personality. They may not have even been the most qualified individual, but because of the fact that the most qualified individual was somebody who nobody wanted to work with, then they obviously gave it to the other individual. You have to make sure that you recognize inside of yourself when you're dealing with other people that just because you're good doesn't mean that you're good for other individuals. You can be the best talent that anybody has ever seen but if your emotional stability sucks if you're a butthole if you're somebody that nobody wants to deal with i guarantee you they will skip over you and pick somebody less qualified but with a better personality that's why it is so vital that you make sure that you do emotional checks on yourself on a regular basis to make sure you're not functioning in a way that's going to turn other people off. Am I telling you to butt kiss? Am I telling you to be this smiley, happy-go-lucky individual all the time? No, I'm not. But what I am saying is, is that you can't necessarily be the same personality all the time in every situation because every situation doesn't call for that imagine showing up at somebody's funeral and the whole time you're there you're telling comedy jokes like you were at the club one night putting on a show that's not gonna fly well for people who are there to mourn and actually give their respects to an individual who has just passed you've got to make sure that you're making those type of understandings in your day-to-day operations because even if it's not something extreme like the last example sometimes your conversation generally is just off kilter the person that you're talking to isn't even where you are So you have to kind of read people to see what kind of emotion that they're in. Now, granted, sometimes it's a good idea to try and lift people's spirits. I always try to do that because I don't think that there's ever a situation that can't benefit from people feeling good about themselves and feeling happy as opposed to feeling down and only thinking about the worst case scenario. However, you have to be tactful in how you do that because everybody is not going to accept your level of presentation if it is overwhelmingly not in the area that they're mentally at at that particular time so enough of that i'll get back on that in a minute but let's talk about the next thing you have to learn how to connect with other cultures when they say cultures i want to expand that to differences Because a lot of times, a lot of our relationship issues come from difference of how we are. Different people, we come from different backgrounds, we live in different areas, we come from different communities, our families are built differently. So a lot of times, we are just different in how we operate. But I think one of the most arrogant and distasteful approaches to another individual is the assumption that that individual is less than are not adequate simply because they're different. I'm going to be honest with you guys, and I'm going to speak from what I know. I have been a part of Christianity my entire life. And what I have noticed from many of my Christian brothers and sisters is that we profess a whole lot of love, but we demonstrate 
a whole lot of hate when it comes down to people that are different than we are. A lot of times, especially in some of your more mainstream operations, there is almost a distaste for individuals who don't think the way we do. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb with what I'm about to say, but I would imagine that a large part of what you are thinking is something that was introduced to you in a way that was very hospitable and friendly. So I would assume that if you wanted other people to think similar to the way you do, then you may want to present it to them hospitably and friendly. Just an idea. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, is that we run into these same problems in regular everyday conversations. I come from a single parent home. You come from a home that had both parents. So you see things differently than I do. All of a sudden now we've got issues. I'm a black man. You're a white guy. All of a sudden we got issues. I'm an independent. You're a Republican. He's a Democrat. This person doesn't know what they want to be. All of a sudden we've got problems. You know, so much would be solved if we would just stop for a moment and took a minute and listened to why another individual thinks the way that they do. Take some time and actually listen to people. See why it is. It actually might make sense. Just because something is not the way you operate doesn't mean that it's totally wrong, nor does it mean that their logic doesn't make sense, nor does it mean that you have to agree. I think that's probably the biggest problem that we have is that a lot of times when we disagree, we assume that that's some type of assault on our character. I don't have to agree with what you think. I don't have to agree with what you say, but all I have to do is understand that that's where you are. This is who you are and this is why you are the way you are. If I can acknowledge that and accept that, then that's pretty much all that I have to. I don't want you peddling your ideology on me or pressuring me, but by all means, some of our relationship problems would work out a whole lot better if we were able to sit down at a table together and just talk and really stop being so critical on the ideas of another person. First off, you're not them. You don't live their life. So why are you so angry and aggressive on the fact that they don't think the way you do? They don't see things the way you do. That's why we have to accept difference in order to have good relationships with other people. Now, the next one was work well in teams. Now, this can be difficult because I know that there are some great people out there, really smart, really active, really aggressive, but they don't like working with others. You know, if you're that introverted type of personality and you don't really like doing a lot with other people, that's totally understandable. However, there is going to come a time when you're probably going to need to. So I think that is vital that you at least understand how to play your role in a team. One thing that will destroy, absolutely destroy working in a team is what I talked about just a few seconds ago. If you can't learn how to deal with people in a difference of opinion, then by all means, you're going to have a hard time working with others. But I'll give you a hint on what can help you. Listen closely. You 
are not always right. You're not. Nobody is. Did you know that statistically speaking, studies show that 70% of our decisions throughout life are wrong. 70%. So if you are actually basing this off the fact that you believe that you're right, then I promise you, you're not. Nobody is saying that you don't have a good idea. Nobody is saying that you can't contribute to the whole. But in order to really be good at working with the team, you have to work towards the win. And sometimes the win is going to look like your idea. And sometimes the win is going to look like somebody else's. And sometimes the win is going to look like a collaboration of the both. But what you have to worry about is the win. And the win is about the team. It's not about you. It's not about your own personal idea. It's about what we need to do to achieve the goal. And a lot of times we screw up our teams because we're constantly wanting our opinion to be at the forefront. We're constantly feeling like our idea was the best idea. And that just destroys teamwork from the inside out. I'm going to tell you another thing that destroys teamwork. You wanting to be the leader all the time. You can't be the leader in everything. Sometimes you just have to be a good soldier. Sometimes you just have to play your part, play your role and do that to the best of your ability and let the chips fall the way they do. And if the mission fails, don't sit back and talk trash about the fact that somebody else was running the show. Because the truth of the matter is when the ship sinks, everybody sinks. So you can't sit back and say, well, if I was leading the charge, then it wouldn't have went like this. No, you support the individual that is in place. Do your part and let the chips fall the way they fall because you're going to get a chance to be the female that has to run the company, to be the gentleman that has to run the system. You're going to get that chance. And the last thing that you want to happen is for you to run around to all of your little other relationship connections that you have talking trash about the individual who's in charge. And then all of that information gets back to that individual. And before you know it, now you're in charge of something. And all those individuals that you had all those conversations with, now they're remembering what you said about the other person. And I'm going to tell you a secret about a lot of your friends. They're just sitting back waiting on you to fail. We're going to talk about that here in a minute because that's a major issue that you have to accept. Everybody's not on your team. There are a lot of people that are in your circle that are simply waiting to see what happens with you. They're not trying to support you. They're smiling and then they're waiting. They're laughing and then they're waiting. They're talking and then they're waiting. So these are individuals that you're feeding all this information to. And the first thing that's going to happen when you fall is they're going to get back in their little circle and talk about how much you had to say about the individual who was in charge before and now look at you. I promise you it's going to happen. It happens every single day. That's why it is vital that you get a grip 
on your circle. And we're almost there. So hold on tight. And then the last part of that definition is managing conflict. I'm going to be honest with you. This is rough because you don't really know what stressors push you over the edge until you actually get in these situations. A lot of times you've got things going on in your life. And before you know it, bam, you get hit with a brick wall. And this was something that you never expected. But one thing that I want to tell you is that you've got to learn how to deal with conflict. Stay calm in the moment. Think clearly. I know it's easier said than done, but by all means, all of us are going to deal with trauma. All of us are going to deal with situations. We're going to have problems. It is so important that we learn how to maneuver through those problems to the best of our ability, still staying in a sound mind. Because a lot of times when you run into these situations in your relationships, whether it's dealing with your family, whether it's dealing with your boss, whether it's dealing with coworkers, whether it's dealing with your significant others or kids or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter which one it is. What I'm saying to you is, is that sometimes it gets so difficult and you allow the stress to overtake you. Now you can't think straight. And I promise you the decision that you're going to make is not going to be the best one. So it is so vital that we learn how to manage conflict when it comes down to relationships. Because look, I don't think there are many relationships out there, no matter what kind it is, that haven't run into some type of conflict in the midst of the time that you are connected. I know for a fact, I run into conflict with my children every day, whether they don't want to go to school, whether they come home and have issues at school, whether they're fighting with each other in the house, there is conflict. I promise you, I run into conflict at work all the time. It may not be an elaborate level of conflict, but it's still conflict. So you have to learn how to manage that as you move from one situation to the next. And I promise you, those individuals who you're closest to, those individuals who are really your friends, who are really your family, who are really close to you intimately, no matter what the situation is, aside from it killing them or degrading them completely morally, they're going to stick around. They're going to stay strong. I want to make this promise to you. I promise you that if you are experiencing stress on your job, home, relationship, kids, whatever it may be, I guarantee you it is because of either one or a combination of those five items. If you sit back right now and look at your stressors, I guarantee you it will be one of those five or either a combination of them that is causing all of the problems. It might be communication and that communication may be causing you problems when it comes down to conflict resolution. It could be the fact that you don't really have a good grip on the differences between you and another individual and that's causing you to have issues inside of your team or causing you to have issues with actually keeping a good relationship with that individual. I guarantee you those five items that we just talked about could be set inside of every single problem that you have when it comes to dealing with another individual. So I really want you guys to think about this now. Look at where we are. At this point, you could probably dissect a hundred percent of the problems in your life. If you would just take those five elements and dissect your situation, applying those five elements, thinking about your social awareness, 
thinking about your actual self-awareness, you could probably get to the root of every problem that you have, whether it's financial, whether it's social, whether it's emotional, whether it's intimate, whether it's business, it doesn't matter. I guarantee you with everything that we have presented thus far, you can dissect the root of every problem that you have in your life. Congratulations. Now we have all that information about dealing with people, but what do we do with it? Because we have some really challenging situations, right? Like what if you have a situation where you and your boss just don't see eye to eye, no matter what goes on, you just don't. Or what if you're dealing with a boss that's tyrannical or a group of people at your job that just simply seem to, to torment you on a regular basis? What do you do in a household where your significant other is just simply toxic and negative all the time? What do you do in a home when your parents have no faith in you and all they do is present just negative outcomes to you? They don't believe in you. What do you do? And what do you do when your friend circle is just full of negative individuals? Okay, so I'm going to say that there are three options. There are really just three options. There's not a big elaborate ideal that we need to tackle. There are three options and we're going to get to those. But before we do, there's a couple of things that we need to cover first. So remember at the very beginning, I told you guys that this is going to be extremely hard. We're about to dig into some decisions and these are not easy decisions. There is nothing easy about the stuff that I'm going to explain to you guys from here forward because I understand it because I'm human just like you. I am in situations just like you. I see the world just like you. I do not have it all figured out. So what I'm trying to express to you is that this is hard. But if you're diligent and if you're true to yourself and really, really take the steps that we've talked about moving up into this point, I have full faith that just like millions of the individuals who have taken this same walk in their own lives and have professed how they have moved from a life of stagnation and negativity and toxic just activities to a life that is more prosperous, more full, then by all means, if they can do it, you can, I can, anybody can. We just have to accept it for what it is. So look, first things first, and I want to make this one really clear. You cannot change anybody. I'm going to say that again. You cannot change anybody. See, this is one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make because they want to believe that the experience of being with them, being around them, being engaged in conversation with them is enough to change a person. I can't tell you how many times I have heard people talk about different situations where they felt like they could change an individual. I am going to tell you guys something right now. Nobody is going to change until they are ready and willing to change. You can't, you can't do it. There's no button you can push that is going to make them think a certain way, especially if this is a way that they have been thinking for the majority of their life. You are not going to be able to convince an individual who has been thinking a thought for over 30 or 40 years that what they are thinking is different. Not until they are willing to accept the facts that you are presenting to them. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a young man. 
And I do this podcast with the ambitions of helping people move forward, grow, expand, progress into the individuals that we all want to be by introducing them to information that they probably may not have even heard before from other people that they have talked to. But here is the real truth. The truth is I can't change a soul. I can't make anybody different. All I can do is present the information and it is the individual's job to either accept it or not. It's the individual's job to want to be different, to want to be better. If they don't want to, then by all means, there's nothing I can say. There's nothing you can say. And we need to stop living that illusion. We have confused ourselves into believing that we can change people when you can't. It's not even scientifically sound that you should be able to change an individual. That's why we try so hard to catch children in early ages, because at a certain point in time, a child's prefrontal cortex, that's the part of their brain that is at the very front of their brain. That is the part of their brain that is responsible for reasoning and decision-making. There comes a time in that child's life when that prefrontal cortex, it matures. Now, granted, it doesn't happen until they're about 25 or 26. Sometimes it's a little bit earlier for females, but for the most part, once a person hits there, then usually they have made up their mind how they are going to be for the rest of their lives and the only thing that changes is them when they decide to grow when they decide to build so when you run into a 30 40 50 year old individual who has done the same garbage all their life that's going to be a hard pill to swallow when you realize that you have taken up so much time in the idea that you thought you were going to change that individual without them being ready and then another thing that we need to be cautious of too Sometimes we want people to change and they don't need to. Like, don't be so arrogant and narcissistic to believe that just because a person isn't a clone of you that they're wrong, you might very well need to change. You could possibly have the wrong idea. That's why it's always a great idea to always be teachable, trainable, be able to elevate. Don't get yourself so stagnated in your ideology that you feel like you've arrived and nobody can teach you anything or tell you anything. I've heard conversations from people, and this is the most arrogant statement that can ever be made. But I have heard people say that there is nothing that they can learn from somebody else. First off, just to make that statement shows that you don't know enough because you have to understand that the human existence is growth. You are here growing every single day. Every day you're taking in different information and your psyche is stretching out and expanding. That is the whole purpose of human life is to expand. You are going from what is considered very small to the ultimate existence. And that existence, I hope, for you is going to be something that you are going to prosper and enjoy for all of eternity. However, I am telling you now to stand around on earth and to say that you cannot learn anything from anybody else. Okay. Then by all means, what you have done is you have limited your growth to where you are right now. 
So don't be so arrogant as to believe that when you run into somebody that simply because they don't think the way you do, that there's something wrong with them. Because it is quite possible that it could be nothing wrong with the way that they think. It could possibly just be you. So do a true assessment before you start to assume that a person has the wrong idea. Bad behavior, character flaws, by all means, those things need to change and be addressed. But everything isn't a character flaw just because it doesn't line up with the way you think. Now, before we get into the three decisions that you guys can make, we need to make sure that we approach every situation with one word. And that word is forgiveness. I know it's hard. I told you guys, it's definitely going to be difficult. But every single individual that you deal with, you need to give that individual the ability to breathe. Now, what I mean by that is, is that we have to learn how to forgive people for who they are. Some people have been through some really traumatic things in their lives. And that has sort of warped how they see life and the world. Some people that you deal with on a regular basis have been taken advantage of. And now they've become very guarded or very sharkish in how they approach life. A lot of times there are some negative things that are done to you. And the truth is a lot of it has to do with the background of the individual who did it. I'm going to tell you guys something that I heard in one of the podcasts that I've been listening to recently. Did you know that 99% of all criminal convictions can be traced back to a issue with self-control? That means that the vast majority of just about everybody that is incarcerated in prison had an issue with self-control as to what led to their conviction. You have a lot of people that have never been convicted of a crime and they're walking around every day with self-control problems, issues. They don't know how to deal with them. And a lot of times that stuff translates into their conversation with you, into how they deal with you. And they're just like you. They're human. They're trying to figure out how to navigate this realm that they're living in, how to navigate this life to the best of their ability. So they make decisions. And sometimes those decisions just aren't good. Sometimes those decisions are detrimental to themselves, to other individuals. And I'm not here to tell you that nobody should be punished for the actions that they take. But what I am here to tell you is, is that when you step into a situation with people started by forgiving them for who they are and how they think, because chances are you guys are going to run into a situation and there's going to be some disagreements and there's going to be some misunderstandings, but you need to give these individuals the benefit of the doubt until they prove to you that they are just nefarious at nature, that they just want to do negativity to people and hurt people. If that's their motivation, fine. But if you're dealing with just a regular Joe in the street, somebody that's at your job, somebody in your family, give them some room to breathe because they're not perfect. They're human, just like you are. And I promise you, you'll be a whole lot less stressed out if you stop taking names of everybody who breaks your heart throughout your whole life. People are going to disappoint you. They are going to do crazy things. Self-preservation is going to kick in. They're going to forget about you and they're going to think about themselves. That happens all the time. You cannot spend your whole life thinking about all of the wrongs that have been done to you on a regular basis. That stuff piles up and it becomes a negative attachment to your life. Now you're soaking all that in. There are some people in my life 
that have done some horrible things to me throughout the years. But I am telling you right now, and it took me a while to get to this point, I don't soak up that stuff anymore. At the end of the day, when you do something crazy to me, I assess it, and then I move on. I know how to rock with you, and I know how not to. So I understand, and I keep it moving. Does it hurt a lot sometimes? Sure it does. Is it hard to get over sometimes? Absolutely. But ultimately, I am not about to taint myself by continuously thinking about you and what you did to me to hurt me and the equilibrium to that ladies and gentlemen to be quite honest with you i've done some horrible things to people in my life and if you're honest with yourself you have too you don't hurt some people's feelings you've done some stuff that people probably would frown on if it was brought to the light so understand that nobody is perfect approach your situations with that understanding out the gate and i promise you you'll be a little less critical of individuals as you deal with them but that's where we have to start y'all we have to start with forgiveness of how people are and how they think so now the three decisions that you have to make if you've got a situation a relationship that is toxic negative whatever the case may be it is totally working against you in your life and you've assessed that now so we've gotten past the social awareness because now we've assessed that we've got a situation you have three choices you can either ignore it manage it or remove it that's it there's nothing else you can do you can ignore it you can manage the situation or you can remove it so let's start with ignoring it ignoring a situation ignoring a negative toxic relationship is probably the worst decision that you could ever make because basically what you've done is you've conceded to a situation that could possibly be the most extremely negative thing to happen to you ever. You ignoring an individual in your life who is bringing you down, ignoring the fact that day to day, in and out, they are making you feel like less than a person. They are destroying your mentality. They are sucking up your finances. They are killing your relationships with other individuals. If you have that type insect that is operating inside of your life and you ignore it, then ultimately you have given it the ability to continue to function that is okay. And you have convinced it that it's okay. It is really crazy that there are people out there right now that are in horrible, horrible situations, whether it be their family, friendships, jobs, whatever the case may be, and they know that the situation that they're operating in is doing nothing to them but killing them slowly, and they continue to go day in and day out without addressing it because they choose not to be confrontational. They choose not to face the situation the way that it is. That is nothing more than a cowardice way of backing out of a situation. You have decided to give yourself hopelessly to a situation that could virtually destroy you. I would never recommend ignoring anything. And I would definitely not recommend you ignoring a toxic or negative relationship with anybody. If you identify that you have a situation like that in operation in your life, I would suggest that you do one of the next two things as opposed to just ignoring the fact that it's there. Because I promise you, you might ignore it, but it's not ignoring you. Now, the next one is actually the most common way that most people deal with situations. And that's managing it. Truth be told, I think we all 
are managing situations to the best of our ability. And you kind of have to think about it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in people's lives and you just don't know the full story of what's happening, which leads me to one of the most disrespectful things that I think a lot of people say. If I was in that situation, I'd do this. Or if that was me, it wouldn't even go down like that. Okay, first off, let's stop right there. And let's be real honest. How do you even know that? You can't know that because you don't know the extent of what this person is going through. You don't know what led this individual up to being in the situation that they're in. And you don't know all the background information that goes along with what they're dealing with. Stop pretending that the world revolves around your household. Stop pretending that everybody grew up the way you did. Everybody went to the same school, read the same books, listened to the same teachers. They didn't. People's lives are so much bigger than what you assume they are in your mind. And you can't just automatically think that you have the answer to somebody else's problem. That's one of the main reasons why I don't insert myself into other people's family issues. Because the truth is, I don't know the details. I don't know the extent of what you have going on. Now, if you want me to be a sounding board, if you want me to be a shoulder, I can do that all day long. I can comfort. I can help you console. I can do whatever you think is necessary for you to get yourself to the point where you're cool, calm, and collected. But what I'm not going to do is give you advice when I don't necessarily know everything that's dealing with the situation. If I do happen to tell you something, I promise you I am going to prerequisite it with, well, my situation is different or my life's a little different than that, but I'm going to put all of those precursors out there because I don't want you assuming that I know what you're going through because nobody does. You have absolutely no idea of what's going on in another person's life in another person's job and another person's household. And everybody deals with stress differently. So just because I don't have a problem with somebody doing a certain thing, doesn't mean that the next person doesn't, they might have the biggest issue with that because that's something that they've dealt with their whole life. You don't know that. There are individuals that are going through major traumatic issues every single day. You can't assume that you understand that trauma until you've lived it. I'm not a drug addict. I've never been a drug addict. So I don't assume that I can tell another drug addict how to get off. I can give them advice from the position of a sober individual. I can give them lookouts. I can present them with material, with resources, and I can be there for them. But I can't bash them or go through the process of saying what I would or wouldn't do in their scenario because I don't know what they did. I don't know what they've gone through. So I don't know what all is involved in their addiction. Nine times out of 10, like I've explained to you guys throughout this whole process, it's actually deeper than the drug. So in order for them to get to where they need to, they're going to have to do a self-assessment of what the root of their situation is. I can't do it for them. So there's no need for me to assume that I can do it for anybody else. You cannot pretend that you know another person's life. So if they have chose to manage a situation a certain way, there's probably a reason behind it. 
people have decided to stay at a job, then I would guarantee you that there is a reason. Now, could it possibly be that they're afraid to move to another job? Absolutely. But I can't talk to that reason because I don't know. All I have to do is encourage them. Look, don't be afraid to move on if you need to. If you feel like there's better somewhere else, then by all means, go. Go where you think you can thrive. And that's the best I can do. I can't call them stupid for staying. I can't call them stupid for trying to push through it. If that's what they want to do managing, then by all means, more power to you. Is there anything I can do to help? That's where we need to be when it comes down to situations like that. So what I'm telling you guys is, is that you have free reign. All of you listening have issues going on in your lives. And if you decide to manage those issues in your own particular way, then there's nothing I can say other than the fact that if it is detrimental to you and it continues to be detrimental to you, then you may want to think about tweaking it. But ultimately, I can't make a diagnosis of what you should or shouldn't do without knowing all the facts. So all I can do is present you with the resources and the ideology of it, and then you can go from there. However, there's one thing that you want to make sure you acknowledge when it comes down to managing a situation. As long as you choose to manage it, it's still there. Now, it may get better. It may get worse. But managing something means that it's still around because you can touch it, which leads me to the third and final decision, and that is removing it. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you have found toxicity, if you have found negativity, there is no better solution than getting rid of it, removing it. Now, that's hard to do because sometimes it can be something that is very dear to you. It could be a family member. It could be a significant other. It could be a brother, a sister, a best friend that's been with you your whole life. But if they are draining you, if they are destroying your progress, if they are causing you to fall more so than rise, then I'm telling you, if you can't manage it, if you've managed it and managed it and it just isn't working, it is time for you to make a decision to cut it off. You have to think about bad relationships like a cancer because they're going to affect everything. They're not just going to affect you. They're going to affect other individuals. If you've got a horrible boss and you deal with that horrible boss every single day of the week, that is going to affect your home life if you allow it to seep into you. And it's very hard for it not to because you have such a stressful day with this individual. Then you go home and you're taking that stress home. Now your family has issues because they have just had days themselves. So now they're bringing their stressors home. You're bringing yours home. And that becomes just one big pile of stress that's competing with each other on which one's worse. So I'm telling you, what makes all of that better is to just shave it off. You cannot continue to feed a cancerous cell and not believe that it isn't going to become bigger and engulf your whole body. That's why it is so vital that you get to it as early as possible and cut it out. You can do all the treatment that you want to, but some people aren't going to get better. You can talk to your blue in the face. You can try to introduce people to concepts in order for them to see that what they're saying and what they're doing inside of your life is not profitable. 
But like I told you earlier in the podcast, if it is not their will to be better, they're not going to do better. So understand that there may come a time when you just have to cut ties. And listen, there is no hard feelings. I want you to really understand that. You need to get to the point where if you decide to cut a person off, it's not hard feelings. It's not that I hate you. It's not that I don't care for you. But the way you think and the way you operate is not conducive to where I'm trying to get to, to what location I'm trying to reach. Just think about this, man. If you were trying to swim from one shore to another and you had all of the capabilities of getting there, but you've got this one individual that's tied a rope around you and they don't want to leave the shore without having all of their accessories that are on the shore. So now you're swimming to the other side, but you're moving at a snail's pace, almost drowning because they're trying to carry all this baggage with them along with y'all. When you have already recognized that if you cut ties on the rope, you can get across to the other shore and you don't know what's waiting on you on the other side. That's what I'm saying to you guys. You cannot continue to live your life with extra baggage being thrown on to you by other people's negativity and toxicity. And all of us have people like that in our circles. Every single person that's listening to this podcast, I guarantee you, you can identify somebody in your circle or in your vicinity that you probably need to cut ties with. You probably need to spend less time with because they're always bringing you down. They're always changing the mood to something that is negative. So I'm telling you now that the most profitable way to eliminate the negativity and toxic behavior in your life is to cut it off. I'm not saying that it can be done all the time. I'm definitely not saying that it's something that you should do all the time. But I will tell you this right now. I was listening to Oprah the other day in a podcast, and she said something that was absolutely profound. She said, if there are individuals in your life that are not producing benefit to your advancement, then they are producing negative results for your detriment. You need to think about that. Think about the fact that there are individuals in your life that you need to assess to see if this is even a relationship that you should harbor. Is this a relationship that you should even continue to engage in? Because there may be some reason why this individual is just not right for you. And it might not even be the fact that they're a bad person. It might just be the fact that you're on a totally different wave than they are. And that's fine. That's absolutely okay. It is all right for people to be in two different places when it comes down to life. The problem comes in is when you're trying your best to get that individual to be where you are and they are trying their best to be in another place. It won't work. So sometimes you just got to be real about the situation and end it. All right. So we've got three choices. You either ignore it, you manage it, or you remove it. But please, by all means, follow the quads, look at your assessments, make sure that you understand what's going on in your life, and the people that you deal with are vitally important. So make sure that you're assessing those relationships and that they're fruitful and prosperous relationships and not just relationships that are there that are dragging you down. 
Well, that's all I got for you guys tonight. I thank you so much for being patient with me for having this episode ready to rock. I know you guys have been waiting on it, so I'm getting it out there. Also, man, I'm really, really excited. My YouTube channel hit 1,000 subscribers, which is an awesome, awesome thing. So we're going to just keep pushing forward. I know that there are a lot of people out there that really tune into the soapbox, and I'm glad to see that you guys are really, really, really showing your support by making sure that you show the world that you're a part of this listening community. So, with nothing else, man, y'all hold it down. Keep your head up. I love you. Peace.